Hi, everyone. My name is Lauren. Welcome back to It's All Good, a podcast all about well-being. Thanks for being here today. I have a special guest joining me. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Why not? Let's just go for it. Um, Okay. So my name is Katie. I am a recent graduate of UBC. I studied integrated sciences and I am going into medical school at the University of Alberta in Edmonton. Uh, I have known Lauren for... (laughs) How long has too it been? <laughs> I think it might be too long at this point. I think I've known her for, it's been like eight, no, nine years. Has it? I think it's been, because five high school and then four <laughs> university. I guess so. Wow. Nine? Like, so 2011 is when we started. Holy cow. So yeah, I think it's been eight eight years. Yeah, what a throwback, hey? Yeah, and and how did we how did we meet? Katie? Oh, what a great question! I'm so <laughs> I'm so glad you asked, Lauren. Okay, how did we meet? So, <laughs> me and Lauren didn't really know each other that well when we were first going into high school at LFA, but at one point I forgot my gym strip. This was like around. February maybe of 2011. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it was cloudy outside. It was it was uh, <laughs> fitting. It was fitting. Yeah, and um, and I uh, I needed a gym strip, and I knew that Lauren was the probably the only other person that had a shoe size that was as small as me <laughs> because I was such a tiny person. And so I went up to her and I said, hey, Lauren, I don't know you that well, but I need a chimp strip. Can I please borrow yours? You didn't say that I don't know you that well. You're, didn't you? Did I? I? I don't know. I feel like that'd be kind of weird to say. <laughs> I guess I didn't. I, <laughs> it was more like, hey, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Lauren, I don't know you that well, but I need a gym strip. And then I took her gym strip because I had to go to gym class, and she was super gracious about it. Thank you, by the way. Uh, I don't think I've said thank you yet, but but seriously, yeah. Props. I've been waiting eight years yeah. to say thank you to me, and finally. <laughs> I'm finally me. off your hit list. <laughs> and so then later, I went to give her a hug in the cafeteria, and I wanted to say, like, just thanks, but I, I think I just kind of went in for the hug. And Lauren wasn't really much of a hugger. <laughs> At that point in time. And so our friend Elaine, she looked at us and she said, oh, Katie, I don't think Lauren's really liking that. And I said, oh. (laughs) And then I kind of just like retreated and I was like, so good talk. (laughs) And then ever since then, it's just been history. I don't, you know, it's just been, yeah, a good back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Never a dull moment. It's <laughs> so funny because I remember that moment too. Mm-hmm. And I thought, why is this girl hugging me? I just gave her a gym shoe. <laughs> What's her name again? I don't know. I don't know her. <laughs> Who is this girl? Yeah. So, but you know, it really blossomed from there. So. I think so. I could say you're welcome, really. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Thank, thank you, but also you're welcome is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, and now we're here doing a podcast together. How far we've come. Eight it's incredible. years later. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on, by the way. This is awesome. <laughs> I feel like I feel like such an imposter sitting in this studio with these headphones on. I'm like, hmm, oh, we're a radio I mean, show. You're here. You're the star. To, you're today's guest. <laughs> this is all Oh, you're flattering you. me. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, I guess I am. Okay. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> all right. I'll accept that. <laughs> all right. So today... We're going to be talking about happiness. Broad. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a concept. Yeah, and Katie, so you posed this topic to me. What made you pick it? That's a really great question as well. <laughs> I love all these fantastic questions that you're throwing my way. Uh, happiness, I think, has been a topic uh, or a concept in my life that, uh, well, I think it's a concept in a lot of people's lives that uh, people grapple with a lot. What does happiness really mean to them? Uh, where does it come from? Uh, how do we reach this idea of happiness? And I think that um, recent events 
in my life and just my personal journey going through university um, and personal journey with friends and family uh, have ultimately allowed me to come to the realization that happiness, uh, as cheesy as it sounds, is really not a destination, but definitely uh, a journey or uh, even a choice that one can make for themselves. And I think that I've definitely found that through, um, through, I'd like to say, my uh, my journey with my uh, summer work and uh, my career choice. I think that I was very confused at uh, a certain point in my life when I was going into university as to what I wanted to be doing with my time. And I wasn't finding a whole lot of joy in what I was studying. So I was studying uh, microbiology and I didn't really feel like I fitted in very well with uh, my classmates because everyone... Uh, else that I was making friends with in my classes was uh, very interested in um, the research in molecular biology and um, that kind of career trajectory. And that wasn't something that I found a whole lot of interest in, but I felt almost as if I was studying or maybe following along with this career choice because it's what everyone else was doing. But I wasn't finding a whole lot of joy in it. And so my summer work experiences all in involved working on the water, driving a ferry boat, or working as a deckhand for the Coast Guard. And I think that kind of carried with it a little bit of um, uh, judgment uh, from my peers' part. Uh, Not to say that this was necessarily um, their fault or anything like that, but I felt as if I didn't really fit in because everyone else was finding um, research jobs for the summertime, and they were all following this career path of um, medicine and research. And I didn't really know if that's where I saw myself going. I knew that I wanted to pursue medicine, but I didn't really want to pursue the research side of things. Even though it's a noble career option, it's just where I, it wasn't where I found myself. Um, and I think that I, I was very unhappy, uh, even though I thought that I was uh, pursuing uh, this undergraduate degree uh, because I wanted to, I, I kind of realized, I think, in the process uh, of looking at my summer jobs and my summer experiences, that it wasn't really where I wanted to end up. And I was just kind of doing it because everyone else was doing it. And I had this moment, I remember when I was walking down uh, Cambian Broadway, after I had been rejected from UBC Medical School, and I thought that I wasn't perhaps made out for this uh, life of uh, medicine and research like all of my other peers were. And I was talking to my dad on the phone just crying and I thought, you know, like, I don't know where my life is going and I actually don't really know what I want to do. Um, And my dad just said, well, Katie, what do you like doing? (laughs) And I was like, no one's really ever asked me that before. (laughs) And I... I was thinking about it and thinking about it. And I thought, you know, the one thing that I know that I've liked doing, the one thing I know is that I have loved working on the water. That's the one thing that I've enjoyed, even though it seems like no one else is doing it. And it seems like a totally ridiculous way to be spending my summer while everyone else is getting these really academic and research based jobs uh, and seeming to be finding their way in that aspect. uh, I knew that working on the water is what I like doing. And it was kind of in that moment, even though it was just kind of a small little conversation that I had that I, I realized that I was preventing myself from being happy because I didn't want to face judgment from my peers uh, from for doing a thing that's kind of different or kind of uh, not necessarily along the uh, the path that a lot of people take in my 
uh, undergrad. And so I, I kind of decided in that moment, okay, so I didn't get into the medical school that I wanted to, whatever, I'm going to go and work on the water again this summer and um, be a deckhand for the Coast Guard, uh, even though uh, it's something that no one else is doing. And I realized once I made that decision in my head, I just felt this like wave of relief come over me. And I was like, why couldn't I just make that decision beforehand? And I think that ultimately I'd really just been letting my fear of judgment uh, from my peers, uh, from I felt like that was keeping me from choosing happiness for myself. Uh, so that was just one of many moments I think that I've gone through uh, in my undergrad and through my uh, academic uh, pursuits that I've I've realized that I need to choose happiness and I can't allow other people's ideas of what's right for me to determine what I'm going to be doing with my, the rest of my life. Right. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. I hope it made sense. Oh, yeah. It did. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you were letting, like, other people's interpretations of what success should look like or what happiness should look like kind of define your own definition? I think that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think that a lot of undergrads can really struggle with that. You know, we grow up in... Or we've, as you know, undergrads ourselves, we've been kind of developing our idea of what we want to do and what's going to make us happy based off of this kind of restrictive environment where we only have role models that are working in academia. These are our professors, right? Or, or our friends perhaps are um, really interested in academia. And I think that that can prevent us from looking at a wider view of what might bring us joy in life, it, even if it's not just career or if it might be, you know, um, an idea about who you want to spend time with socially or, you know, with your family. Uh, these are all different aspects that I think we need to take into account. Uh, but I think that it takes a certain amount of reflection and 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 courage to, to know yourself and to realize what is going to bring you life satisfaction, uh, even if that might not be uh along the lines of what everyone else around you is doing with their time. It, it, it does take courage and it takes, um, it takes a lot of reflection, but I think that uh, in the end, it is a choice that you have to make for yourself um, where you want to let your life trajectory go and where you want to be spending your time. Uh, because I think, if, for me, my personal definition of happiness is probably a life with purpose. And if you feel is if you're not spending your time purposefully, then really, what's the point of it all? <laughs> yeah. Right. I love that. <laughs> I think that can be, uh, might be a generalization, but that's my personal definition. And I think everyone's is different. I'd be curious to hear what yours is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for putting it back on me. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> yeah. I like what you said there of like everyone's definition of happiness is so different depending mm -hmm. on who you are, like your values. And I think we internalize a lot of other people's expectations of what happiness looks like, mm -hmm. but it's so different. Like what makes you happy might not make me, ha me happy and vice versa. And it's, and that's what's so great about being human is that we're all so different. I know. And you need versatility, right? In order to succeed in a globalized economy and uh, environment where we have so many different people doing different things, people have to have different passions. And I think that's actually a really good point. Um, the idea about uh, what uh, you do might not necessarily make another person happy. And I guess to kind of put that on a different note, uh, it's, it's important to recognize that sometimes um, you need to prioritize your own happiness, even if that means that other people won't be happy with your decisions. Um, like, for example, uh, 
not from like a personal experience because my parents have been very supportive, but, um, you know, say that my parents were uh, really uh, invested in me becoming a microbiologist and, and researching in microbiology. Um, like that wouldn't have been the right career choice for me. And I know that. Uh, and, uh, you know, letting down um, my family's expectations of what's right for me might be necessary in order to find my own peace and my own purpose in life. Uh, even though uh, that's not obviously an ideal situation, it is uh, it is a choice that you have to make and you have to recognize that um, your choices might not always uh, be in line with what other people's um, goals are. And uh, and you have to find peace with that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but it's hard disappointing people in your life, though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it totally is. But I I think that uh, just, you know, growing up and having to just make these decisions for myself, I've um, ultimately come to recognize that the only person that's going to 100% always going to be looking out for you uh, is you. And, and you know, hopefully you're going to have support from friends and family. And you do want to um, to foster those relationships and build those. And hopefully you do have a lot of support. Uh, but at the end of the day, it is you that is making these decisions for uh, your own well-being, whether it be with career or whether it be with who you're spending your time with or where you're going to live or um or anything like that. It's uh, it is a personal choice, and so it's almost a responsibility, I would say, on a person's part um, to take ownership for uh, for their life satisfaction, because at the end of the day, it it is your life, and no one else is going to be able to uh, satisfy those needs for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't please everyone with our decisions. Yeah, as long as we're happy, then isn't that all that matters? Like it's you true. Were saying? Yeah, <laughs> but like then again, like happiness is such an abstract concept, and mm-hmm. and how can you I mean I don't have the answer to this how can you (laughs) eventually say like oh hey I'm happy you know like uh and and so going back to my uh, original point about happiness being uh, a journey rather than a destination um I I think that you know personally but also maybe in society um it's important to reframe this idea of happiness or life satisfaction as not a goal that um, is eventually going to be reached over time. You know, like once I get married, then I'll be happy. Or once I have kids, then I'll be happy. Or once I get out of this job that I have right now, then I'll be totally happy. Uh, I think that it's, uh, I think we're in need of a reframe so that we can look at our life satisfaction as a, a current thing and think about the present moment and ask yourself right now, am I doing what I want to be doing? And is this bringing me purpose and meaning? And if it's not, then I think that uh, that simple question, uh, if you can answer, if you're answering that as a no, you can, um, you can make decisions there to bring yourself um, life satisfaction in the moment. You don't have to look that far into the future to find life satisfaction. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you for bringing up this point of happiness being a journey, not a destination. Mm-hmm. And because I don't think there'll ever be a point where we're like, okay, now we're happy and now we're completely satisfied. And in this culture, I feel like there's so much of, like, there's never going to be enough. Like, you'll, we'll never be satisfied unless we're happy with what we have and grateful for what we have. That's true. I, um, I always wonder if that's a product of just like consumerism in general and these advertisements um, that kind of, uh, you know, like for like lipstick saying, you know, oh, like once you buy this lipstick, then you're going to be so much happier because you'll be so much prettier and you'll be so much more confident. Uh, It's an advertisement technique and it might have even been ingrained into us over time, having seen all these people trying to sell us things to make us happier. 
that happiness is a product of getting a certain thing or um, or getting to a certain place. It's it's an advertisement tactic, and if we can um, if we can try to tone that out almost and and remember that um, happiness isn't necessarily um, a materialist thing. It isn't um, what you have or where where you're going eventually or what you're getting. It's it's a mindset and it's an attitude. And it's something that you can find in the present moment if, if you're looking for it and if you do um, have uh, the capacity and the energy um, to, to commit to it. Right. And I think a lot of people maybe look at external factors to bring you happiness. Like you were saying, maybe like when I am successful, I'll be happy or a relationship, I'll be happy and things like that. Mm-hmm. And interesting to see like what research says about, like, have you heard of the hedonic treadmill before? I haven't. No, tell me. Okay. So <laughs> it's basically, so for example, okay, say you win the lottery, right? And you're really happy at the beginning because you gained all this money. Mm-hmm. And then later on, like it just becomes your norm and you go back to, oh, okay, this is just normal life. Right. And maybe a, a lesser example, like getting, like buying something, like buying clothes or something. Like yeah. it brings you initial happiness, mm-hmm. but then then you return to the space level. And that's what they're seeing in terms of like the example of like winning the lottery and also something like more traumatic, like losing a limb. Mm-hmm. Like both these people eventually, and maybe it took some people longer than the other, but they return to the space level of happiness. Right. So they're seeing that like external things can bring us short lived happiness, mm-hmm. but not lasting happiness. I think actually, since you bring that up, it reminds me of a lesson that we had in grade 12 religion class. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I <laughs> I remember having this uh, discussion with our teacher and she was talking about the four stages of, it might've been the four levels of happiness or something like that, four levels of life satisfaction. And it was um, just kind of this layered uh, pyramid of uh, things that bring us deeper and deeper uh, gratification. And there's a very baseline shallow level one of um, food and uh, material goods. So let's say like you eat a chocolate bar and you're like, sweet, that's just, this is great. I'm having a great time. Uh, but that's very short lived. And then the second level is recognition. So that would be uh, like winning uh, the gold medal in um, like in a race or something, and you're like, wow, like I've been recognized for my for my accomplishments. Like I feel um, I feel proud of that, and so that's a little bit of a deeper level. Um, but uh, at the I think the third level is uh, talking about um, giving to others and finding satisfaction in the the good that you do for other people. And I think there's I think there's a lot to be said for that. Really, like. Uh, the idea that once you uh, find purpose in uh, giving back to other people uh, and in in serving your community, um, like so many people do with their careers, you can find some really long-term meaning and purpose in what you're doing with your time. And I think maybe that's even why I enjoyed working uh, as a deckhand or why I'm going to medical school, because I find that those, um, those careers or uh, those... Uh, career choices uh, involve direct communication and engagement with uh, the community that you're serving, and you you have a direct hand in influencing the well-being of those people. So, I think that's perhaps what brought me um, such an interest and 
and what brought me meaning in uh, in those decisions that I made in applying to medical school and applying to the Coast Guard. Uh, and and that's ultimately why uh, I found more purpose in that than uh, than in pursuing other research related careers uh, in my field because uh, I felt like I wasn't going to be engaging directly with my community there. Uh, even though, of course, research is incredibly important and there are um, so many amazing people who do fantastic things with that career. It just wasn't something that I uh, felt like I could contribute to as meaningfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like what you said of this idea that like meaning and happiness come in hand in hand Mm -hmm. because I really think like one fuels the other like finding meaning in your life brings happiness and when you're happy you're more likely to have the energy to find meaning it's true yeah absolutely uh (laughs) now you bring up I guess the idea of of meaning um I I feel like I have (laughs) I have a little bit of another story to tell um that I hope kind of transitions well into this um and I think that I've been finding uh, that I've been spending my time a lot more meaningfully these past three months or so uh, just because of a recent unfortunate event that's occurred in my family. It's uh, it's kind of a silver lining in a really unfortunate situation. But uh, recently my, my father was diagnosed with cancer and this has been a total shakeup in my family because we've never actually gone through anything quite like this before. I know that I have um, some friends who have uh, had family members that have gone through cancer, but I've never experienced this personally. And so this is a, definitely a first for me. And we're all kind of trying to grapple with what this is going to mean for my family. But I think through this experience of um, my dad becoming sick and um, supporting him through his treatment, I've really had to decide how I'm going to spend my time meaningfully because time is just so much I mean time has always been precious but I think that now it's really come to light how precious time really is uh and I think that because I've realized this it's allowed me to prioritize and so I ended up cutting back a lot of my responsibilities uh when I found out that my dad was going to be um, going through treatment and I've been spending a lot more time with my mom and dad just just simply just having dinner with them or um doing groceries with them or cleaning up the kitchen with them all these little things i think that even though it's small small acts and small little morsels of time that we're spending together um i think it all really adds up into a much more meaningful experience that i've been having with my family uh and i'm trying to i'm trying to embrace that as a silver lining in it all uh because I do feel as if I'm not spreading myself so thin anymore with responsibilities and tasks that I don't actually find that purposeful to me. So, and in turn, I'm now putting more and more of my time into hanging out with my family and and really embracing the time that we have together before I moved to Edmonton. That's brought me so much more purpose and so much more meaning. And I'm so, I'm so grateful despite this awful, um, occurrence that's happened to my family uh, that I've almost had this awakening because I think that now I am finding much more satisfaction in how I'm spending my time. Right. And do you think maybe it, it, it took something as hard as this to make you have this realization of, oh, I want to spend my time differently? I think, 
I think unfortunately it did, but I don't think it has to be that way for everyone. So maybe this can kind of be like a, hey, wake up call <laughs> for everybody else. But I, uh, I've heard this story before and I think that in different ways, the story has been told to me multiple times. This idea that um, once you have this realization that time is finite and that life is linear and eventually um, eventually everything does come to an end, um, once you have that realization, you're better able to recognize what is what is important to you now. And I think that you stop treating your life as this thing that you're able to kind of put off and just kind of say, okay, eventually I'll spend more time with my family. Eventually I'll prioritize this. But right now I'm too busy. Right now I have this paper to write. And right now I have this volunteer job that I have to do. I think that unfortunately for me, it took something like this to kind of recognize, okay, I need to start um, prioritizing what's most important to me now. And that's going to be family. Uh, But it doesn't have to be that way for everyone. I think that it doesn't necessarily have to take a unfortunate event or a weird event uh, for you to start uh, prioritizing uh, your own health and your own well-being and um, your family or your friends' well-being, whatever kind of situation you're in. Uh, So while I am, uh, of course, um, upset that this has happened to my family, I think once again, like that one silver lining is is that I'm definitely uh, spending more time more meaningfully uh, with my family members. And I'm I'm so, so grateful for that. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. No. Yeah, it's so easy to get wrapped up in school and deadlines and seems like there's no time for anything else. And I, I don't mean to blame anyone for that. Like, cause I, I mean, I've been there. Like, that's me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you <did save> me. <laughs> Like we've, of course, we've all been there, right? We're university students, and and of course, like you know, there's a there's a bunch of different distractions in life that are always, you know, yelling at us. Hey, like prioritize me and look at me, and this is important. You need to do this paper, but you need to pay attention to me because I'm your friend, or you need to um, show up to me because I'm your job. Like there's all these things that that are important and they, and they do deserve some of your time. But I think that it's better to decide on a couple of things that are really going to. Uh, bring you satisfaction as opposed to spreading yourself so thin. And I'm totally guilty of this. Like I've spread myself thin before and tried to do a million different things because I thought that was what's going to bring me um, happiness and make me stronger and a better person. But I think through time and in recognizing that, you know, life is finite, I think I think that it is ultimately um, a more uh, satisfying and meaningful experience to choose um a few things that you are going to prioritize in your life. So for me, that's been uh, family. And I think that's also been um, my career choice uh, because I think that I like to think of it less of a, a job and more of a lifestyle um, in studying medicine. Uh, and and my family, I think, also uh, extends to my close friends as well. I do want to prioritize those things. Uh, but I don't um, I don't need to engage in meaning or uh, less than meaningful uh, trivial pursuits that might uh, not actually lead anywhere or I'm maybe only doing to make other people happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you chose to live by your own values and take stock of like what is going to bring you the most meaning. Yeah, and I <laughs> I guess I don't want to put myself on a pedestal. Like I'm not trying to say <laughs> that I've got it all figured out. I guess I'm just trying to say that maybe in the past couple of months, maybe six months or so, I feel as if um, these kind of events have allowed me to come into my own and start to prioritize myself um, 
more than ever. And not afraid to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I feel like you should own it because people have this realization when they're like having their midlife crisis, but you're having it like early on. I guess. So. Well, maybe I'll have it. Honestly, I'll probably have like five in my lifetime. Like, I, I'm Oh, not... I've had like 10 already. Okay, that's good. Yes, we're on the same page. Okay, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay, so Lauren has a story to tell us, and I'm super excited to hear it. You're the host of the show That's now. right, yeah, so <laughs> look at me. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's so nice to be a guest. Lauren, literally any time, man. It's all good, yeah. I know oh. it's a huge favor for you, yeah. Okay, so this story is, I was thinking about our episode, as mm-hmm. I usually do before we record well, these. Well, I'm glad you did that. Thank you. That's, I really appreciate that. And I asked myself, like, is there a time in my life that I feel like I was the happiest maybe? Like the period of my life that I felt maybe felt the most joy, like less stress or whatever. And I thought, other than being a kid, because thinking about in recent times, grade five was so fun, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Went on so many field trips. Um, And I think about the summer of 2015. And this is when, after we graduated high school and... I was going to UBC in the fall. It was just a really stress-free time because, you know, I wasn't in school and I had plans later. I got my first job ever. I got my license for the first time. It was summer. I was hanging out with my friends. And I just remember not having anything to worry about, like not a stress thing that would bring me stress. And, And maybe I didn't realize at the time, but I feel like looking back, like I felt so much joy, I guess. And then... And then university started and that kind of faded away. But I think I, I kept thinking back to this time in my life, this like short-lived time. And I kept wanting to go back to where I was, thinking like, oh, I wish I was as stress-free as I was back then when we were like in exams and finals and so fixated on this previous time in my life. Then I realized that maybe I'll never get what I had back then. Maybe I'll never be as stress-free because you know, I realize there are more things to worry about than, you know, <laughs> ignorance is bliss in a way. And accepting that that's okay. And like letting go of this expectation of what I thought happiness should look like. Because focusing on the past and trying to, being on this pursuit of happiness was bringing me more unhappiness. Because I couldn't enjoy the present moment. So then I realized, yeah, like that was in the past and it's nice to reminisce and be like, oh, great times. But really trying to be in this present moment and finding happiness in my life now because there's so much to be happy and grateful for. But I couldn't see it when I focused so much on the past. So also I was thinking about what was what made me happy back then is not what's going to make me happy now because I'm so different and I've grown so much. I wouldn't want to go back to that time, honestly. <laughs> like the person I am now, I wouldn't feel as happy, but it worked for me back then. So for me, what, what I took away from my own story <laughs> is, <laughs> is that I can be happy right now. And that goes to the same thing of like thinking happiness lies in the future because it doesn't in a lot of ways. Like this moment now is the only one we have because, for example, like living for your weekends, kind of like carrying yourself through the weekdays. And I didn't want to wait for happiness or put a pause on my happiness. Like I want to be happy now and my overall life to be happy, not just concentrated periods of my life. So it kind of reframed my own interpretation of what happiness looks like. Like it's not in the past or the present, but it's right now in this moment and trying to find, and maybe not every moment's going to be happy. Certainly happiness <laughs> is not, <laughs> I don't feel happy every single moment of the day, mm-hmm. but like really savoring each moment. And instead of looking at it as, 
maybe we think like celebrations like birthdays or Christmas are like the happiest times but they don't happen like many times a year and instead focusing on like little things that bring me happiness like going on a walk and like looking at trees (laughs) 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 or like watching the waves or like being with friends like laughing with a friend and savoring those moments this sounds like a really good commercial (laughs) honestly yeah (laughs) but it's true it's true (laughs) yeah Kit Kat, right? Right. Kat, yeah. Take a break. <laughs> take a break. We're not sponsored by Kit Kat. <laughs> Although I wish. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone, now we're going to talk about Casper mattresses. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, uh, I think that actually the point you made about just saying I want to be happy now, like that, that takes a lot of courage. I think uh, because there's a lot of things in life that are telling us that we can't be happy right now, and we have to wait until we get that thing or until we buy that Kit Kat for us to be happy, <laughs> right? Like, I, I, genuinely, that's true. So I think it's it, it is a it's a conscious decision that you have to make for yourself. You have to realize um, that it's important to count your everyday blessings. Um, you know, we are incredibly fortunate people. We um, we grew up um, getting to live in Vancouver, which, is, in my opinion, is one of the most beautiful cities in the entire world. And mm-hmm. we got to uh, go to university, and we had loving parents who supported us through that. And uh, we have some awesome friends you're an awesome friend. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> like we, like we've, we've had a lot of blessings in our life. And I think that uh, it's true that sometimes it can become kind of normalized, um, like you mentioned earlier. And we kind of forget that um, this isn't necessarily like a baseline. This is actually um, a really heightened uh, experience that mm-hmm. many people might actually not be able to attain in their lifetime. And we should really uh, try to tune into those and be be conscious of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, like I said before, it is a conscious effort and it, it is um, it is an active process, but it's obviously worth it in the end because what is anyone else looking for except life satisfaction and, and gratitude in, in their everyday work? Mm-hmm. Right? What else is, what else what else is there? <laughs> There's I nothing else. <laughs> it's just good stuff. And then you're dead, right. so you got to like it now. Oh, whoa. Morbid. Yeah. Right? Love that. <laughs> just telling it like it is. <laughs> we should, just a side note, but we mm. should do an episode on death because I feel like you have some really interesting mm. perspectives on that. Yeah. I'm down. Okay. Okay, we'll talk about that. Okay, yeah. We'll do- <laughs> okay, yeah. No, we'll, we'll do lunch. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, we'll do happiness, then death. They go hand in hand, right? <laughs> I guess, yeah. We, oh, because we talked about that earlier, didn't we? Mm-hmm. When we were on our walk that one time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we should totally do one of that. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> Send me back if I'm allowed back. We'll see. We'll yeah. see how the rest. Okay, of this yeah, goes, yeah, for sure. Then, okay, I'll, I'll behave myself. I'm still on the, the on the fence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll try and sell myself for sure. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you brought up a good point. Of for us, like we ha- we have all this privilege. Mm-hmm. Like we already won the lottery. You know, totally. Like being where we are and everything that we've been given. Like even like being in Vancouver, we're in like the zero point zero zero one percent of the world yeah but for us it's like so basic you know even for example like someone from vancouver was saying oh wow i love vancouver has mountains in the background and i'm like yeah wait your city doesn't (laughs) (laughs) it was just like it was it's as common as like the sky right it's just part of our background then i realized i really paused to look and i I thought wow now the mountains are so beautiful i've never noticed before Mm -hmm. and i don't know yeah finding the beauty in everyday life brings me a lot of happiness. That's true. So I think, yeah, like just gratitude and finding, um, just finding the little things to be thankful for. It's, it's a small, it's a small kind of little adjustment, Mm -hmm. I think, in uh, the way that you live your every single day. But if you even just take five minutes um, and, and look around you and pick three things that you're grateful for uh, each day, I think you can, 
even if you had a really terrible day, at the end of the day, still find um, a lot to be uh, thankful for and uh, a lot to um, a lot to find meaning in. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it is the scenery around you, or even if it is the fact that someone told you your hair looked nice today, or mm-hmm. maybe um, that you passed a test that you didn't think you were going to pass. Like, little mini <laughs> things <there>. like that. <laughs> yeah, who hasn't? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but like, but, but all these little things, they really do all add up. And uh, it can it can allow you to, in making that conscious effort, it can allow you to stop and just reflect on all the things that you do have around you. Mm-hmm. And um, that might not necessarily be enough to bring a person happiness, but I think that it is definitely a start and it allows you to build purpose and meaning off, yes. on top of it. And both of us really enjoy journaling. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought it up. <laughs> I love journaling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> journaling has been well, actually, I don't know how long have you been journaling, Lauren. Oh, my entire life. Yeah, me too. Okay, so mm-hmm. I I was given a journal in grade two by my teacher. She was she gave me this empty book, and she. Oh my gosh, the exact same thing happened to me. Stop. Yeah, my first grade teacher gave me my first journal. Oh, so you were one year. I'm ahead a little of me. advanced. I'm yeah, an advanced clearly. Journal. Yeah, advanced. Oh my god, still in office over here. But I think you're actually better than at it than me because you you journal every day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is incredible, and I think. That is such a noble pursuit. I'm not even kidding. Like everyone should be doing it. It's amazing. I, uh, I kind of go through phases. I've I've kept a journal my entire life, and for the most part, I have been very regular with it. And I've I've written at least once a week. There have been kind of times where I've found um, that I've kind of strayed away from it, but I always end up coming back to it. And I think that it is such a fantastic way to just reflect on your day, and it really. It really does force you to sit down and just think about how your day w- went. And and once you start writing about just the little things that happened to you throughout the day, I think you can just more actively recognize all the little things um, that you have that are so um, worthy of um, worthy of thanks or things that can uh, really bring out the gratitude in you. Uh, and yeah, and I think reflection is an incredible way to uh, to get to know yourself as well and to figure out what. Uh, makes you happy and unhappy and the better that you get to know yourself I think at the end of the day the more that you're gonna uh, be comfortable with making decisions that are gonna make you happier I'm not sure if that's gonna be the case for every single person but I think that generally that's been the case for me and I am so glad that I uh, have picked up this hobby uh, and have stuck with it over time it's probably the one thing that I've like really really stuck with um, that and like piano (laughs) over my entire life that have like which you also play piano too, which is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? So, so. Uh, but, uh, but coming back to the idea of it, I, uh, I would definitely recommend it as a way uh, to, uh, to A, uh, be grateful for things that are happening in your everyday life and B, just get to know yourself and um, be able to, um, to find comfort in uh, knowing your likes and your dislikes. And uh, if you don't feel very satisfied with your, li- with your life right now, then start to find um uh, start to find ways that you can become more satisfied through that reflection. Yes. All great things. <laughs> oh, there's so much, so many. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'd like to hear what I guess you find most valuable about it. Because oh, that's, okay. that's my personal mm-hmm. um, takeaway, but I want to hear about you. Right. Like you said, I try to journal every day, usually before I go to sleep. And for me, I try, because the you know humans, they're, you know humans, <laughs> they're, they're Do from I? an evolutionary <laughs> perspective. Like we... Like, we're not built for happiness. We're built to survive. Mm -hmm. And that's why maybe our 
base level thoughts or like negative or fears because that's what kept us, you know, going. Mm -hmm. So our brains like aren't really, now they're not structured for happiness, but we have to make conscious efforts Mm -hmm. to seek out these happy moments because maybe our base level thought isn't just gratitude. Maybe it's not. So I feel like journaling gives you the reason to reflect, like you said, and to write Mm -hmm. things that you're grateful for. And maybe you're not someone that likes to write things down. Like, you can say it to a friend. You can do it on voice notes. That's what I do. And, like, for me, I have this list called, um, well, there's this book at the yoga studio that I go to. Mm -hmm. They just have a a bunch of books. And it's 14,000 things to be happy about. And every single page is a different thing to be happy about. And it's just the most random list ever. It's, like, Mm -hmm. croissants, which I'm probably pronouncing wrong, but don't come at me. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like... Um, getting a book from the library, you know, these simple things that, like I said, they're kind of basic things, Mm -hmm. but making, making the time to reflect on those things. So I also made the list myself, not 14,000 yet, but getting there, um, just in my journal, the best things ever. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's essentially like a gratitude list, thinking about feelings that I felt before, like what brought me joy and, and, and savoring those things. And it's so much fun to write because it's just, kind of like a stream of consciousness. Yeah. Um, this is a side note, mm-hmm. but most of them, or not most of them, but I found that like so many food items were in my <laughs> list. <laughs> it just, I started on like chocolate and then like yeah, brownies and, just and it kept, bounce off from there. It kept going. And you're like, I'm starving. <laughs> I realized, I, yeah, I was like, I gotta stop writing this because yeah. like I'm, I can't be like thinking about dessert all the time. Anyway, that's a side note. That's fair. But. but so I actually, I liked the idea that you brought up about it doesn't have to be journaling. That's so true. And I think that you know, journaling is just one of many different ways that you can get the same uh, reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also, so you said, yeah, talk to a friend. Um, voice memos, that's great. I love that. That's <laughs> super cool. Um, I actually, I don't know if I told you this, but I uh, went to my first ever counseling appointment I guess it was like three weeks ago or something now. And uh, that was a new experience for me. But I think I kind of got a similar thing out of it. Uh, And I think, yeah, different formats work for different people. I think um, counseling for me, so I actually, I went to it just because of this recent event that happened in my family. And um, it was uh, was an idea that my mom gave me to try this out and see if it would uh, be helpful to me. And I'm really glad I went uh, because it was just another uh, way of reflecting on how I've been feeling, but just orally instead of instead of writing it down on paper and it felt a little bit um more uh yeah just like a stream of consciousness and I was able to kind of just freely express what I'd been thinking over the past couple of weeks and months and it just kind of just flowed out of me so that was that was a different experience but I think I got a similar thing out of it that similar um feeling of reflection of hearing myself talk my my voice and my thoughts kind of coming uh, out of me and uh, presented in like a third party kind of perspective mm-hmm. and uh, I was really grateful for that experience it just allowed me to uh, try a reflection in a different format so uh, I guess I would just encourage um, people who uh, don't maybe feel like they're finding that time for reflection to just experiment with these different things I think yoga is also really great way or even like just meditation um, mm-hmm. finding those five minutes uh, in your day to to sit down and um, just do some um, mindfulness exercises and uh, and try to uh, find reflection in those moments as well uh, can be a really fantastic way um, of, of getting the same things out of it that I get out of journaling. Uh, but 
but then once again, it's it's all about experimenting and finding what works for you. So there's there's a lot of different formats you can try, and I think mm-hmm. that people should try all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, don't take our word for it. Go try it yeah. out. <laughs> Use our code, Katie and Lauren Ten. <laughs> wow, this is an official podcast. Right? Now, I know. I yeah, I remember advertisements. So many advertisements. <laughs> it's good. It's good for good for business. Totally. Yeah. yeah. This this podcast is strictly about strictly business. business. Yeah. I actually don't care at all about anything. Really oh, good. of course not. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no, well being. Sorry, what? I never heard of that before. No, what? No. No, no, no. But yeah, but I'm glad you agree. I'm just saying all this stuff and Lauren's just nodding. She's like, yes, yes. And I'm feeling so validated right now. I mean, that's why I have you on the podcast. Well, thanks. Well, I, I wouldn't ask just a random person to be on it. I mean, you fully could. I fu- that would be an interesting be, episode. Honestly, I would encourage that. Yeah. Okay. Next person I see on the street, like, Done. do you want to be on a podcast? They're like, are you paying? Yeah. I, I feel like they they should pay to be on the oh, podcast, Oh, fully. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's the general understanding. Yeah. yeah. So how much do I owe you after this? Uh, about $500. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's the initial deposit, right? Yeah. An yeah, hour, okay. too. Right. Of course. More, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. People are listening and they're thinking, "What? What's going they're on? Like, are they? Are you? Are we gonna keep talking about happiness, or are we just gonna talk about hourly re- yeah. rates?" Yeah. Um. So we're talking about happiness is different for everyone, mm-hmm. and also happiness is like culturally bound. Mm-hmm. So, like in Western societies, like we value our individual happiness like above anything else, like living by your own values, doing meaningful work. But a lot of, like, Asian countries value group happiness above your own happiness. So when other people around them are happy, that gives them, like, intrinsic happiness. Right. But in Western society, we're like, oh, whoa, I don't want to make it strictly (laughs) just make other people happy. Right. So it's interesting. Like, it depends where you're from, like, what, you know, what values your parents ingrained in you. Yeah. And that that determines, like, what what you see happiness is. I think that's such an interesting point because... Because, I mean, the way that I see it, I think it's all connected. It's all connected, man. Love that. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's all it's all so entwined, you know? Like, I think, um, I'm not sure how it is for you, but, like, for me, I, I think that it is, it, it is important to prioritize um, your own personal happiness because you need to look out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but prioritizing personal happiness might actually look like ensuring that your family and your close friends are also satisfied with their life. Because maybe mm-hmm. you find yourself being a very giving and a very um, uh, dependable individual who really finds joy in uh, bringing joy to others. Yeah. Like it, it really is all a connected experience. And I think that um, group happiness and individual happiness can in some ways be defined as the same thing depending on your personality, mm-hmm. depending on the way that you experience um, life and social experiences. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it, it is, again, just knowing yourself and it's uh, being able to, uh, to recognize um, what specifically brings you joy. And if that happens to be, uh, and, and I think, you know, uh, just as human beings, this, this is very much often the case, uh, if that happens to be uh, bringing joy to others, then I think that you can treat those things as, uh, you know, personal happiness and um, group happiness as perhaps being the same thing. It could be that uh, in bringing people um, and serving other people um, and bringing them joy, you might also be kind of draining your own energy and you're not making enough time for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think it is, um, once again, you know, this conscious effort to um, be looking out for uh, yourself and others that you care for because mm-hmm. um, the way that they experience their life and um, their life satisfaction is probably also directly correlated um, with 
uh, the satisfaction you're going to find in your own experiences. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> this is great stuff. I hope it's good stuff. I don't hope it's usable. I we should, know. like, co-write a book or something. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. 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 Are you free? Katie and Lauren's <laughs> Guide to Life. Are you Yeah, free next Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just give me a couple hours. Should mm-hmm. write 400 pages? That's fine. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. Okay, yeah, see you there. <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> I've done that before. Wonderful. Yeah. So... Thank you, Katie, for being on this episode. Lauren, thank you. Are you <laughs> me? This has been sweet. I feel like such a star. You are oh, a star. thanks to you. You've always been a star. Like, Stop. ever since I've known you, like, you're always, you're always, and the thing is, like, you're so humble about it, too, but you've accomplished so much. You've done so many amazing things, but you're just so grounded, and uh, you inspire me, like, since we were in grade eight, honestly. Folks, I just have to say, Lauren inspires me so much. It's actually, it's like not even funny. Like just the fact that she even like started this podcast, it would have never even crossed my mind that this is a thing that people can do. And she just decided to take it on as a project. And she does it because she literally the only, she does because she cares and she loves it. There's no, she's not getting paid for this. It's just, it's a great way for her to spend time with her friends as well. And it's, yeah, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. But it's, I think it's an incredible pursuit and I am, I'm just, yeah, I'm super impressed. Like, I don't know anyone else in my in my social group who has done anything close to this. So props. Put that, you have to put this in there, okay? Make sure you let me flatter you. Oh, I'll put it in. <laughs> okay, you don't ask me twice. <laughs> okay, good. And the, oh, another point I thought of before we wrap up the show, yeah. but we were talking about group happiness and how that can bring us a lot of happiness. And yeah, they're seeing that. It, it's going to be hard to explain, but like, your friend of a friend of a friend, like mm-hmm. four times removed, yeah. their happiness correlates to your level of happiness. So if you have a, a happy net, a social network, then that will also bring you happiness just because you're being around people that are giving you energy. And that's that's what I think of when I spend time with you. Like you oh, my gosh. <laughs> like your happiness like really, you know, reverberates and then I get happy and then my mom gets happy and then just it makes for happy and you're, society. And your dog's happy and just, everyone everyone's happy. Absolutely. My plants yeah. are thriving. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really, like you said, like everything's all interconnected. Like yeah. you have a bad day, somehow I'm going to have a bad day kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> okay, I better not have a bad day ever again. <laughs> Roger that. Yeah, if you're, if you're not happy, then, then it's not going to work out. <laughs> that's really... That's so that's like actual like research mm. that's been done. That's incredible. Yeah. And I I think it's true. Yeah. I mean, uh just the people that you surround yourself with, like their energy definitely does play a role in your satisfaction. And I think that there's a lot of um uh people that I've surrounded with myself with uh, in the past that just their their energy and their um their light has you know, even just their smile has has brought my day to a, a different level, like a, a mm-hmm. higher level than it was previously when I hadn't seen them. So just those those social connections, maybe um, just the fact that we're both, I think we're both, you know, extroverted-ish. So I, I think um, just maybe like the fact that we appreciate those social connections um, is uh, is a way for us to to find life satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. I'm glad that I make you happy. You make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> This is just an episode about our friendship. Yeah, we're just like, I love you. I love you. No, you hang up first. <laughs> Have you ever said that before, like genuinely? Oh, my God, no. 
if I do that, please, please call me up and let me know we can't be friends it's, anymore. It's, uh, you can do it. Like, it's that's totally cool. I judge you a little bit. You just won't talk to me anymore. Oh, yeah. T- of <laughs> yeah. course not. Yeah, we're about to just end all relationship with, between each other. That's fine. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's sweet. I just personally wouldn't do it. I pers- Yeah, I personally wouldn't. And I wouldn't recommend that anyone else do it either. But, you know, you can. You can if you want to. Absolutely. You do you. Live by your own We'll only judge a little bit. It's fine. Just a little bit. Just only a little bit. Yeah. The next episode's on non-judgment and inclusivity. <laughs> Stay tuned. Maybe you should take a look. Maybe I won't be. Yeah, Kitty fair. will not be. Yeah, I will not be invited back for the discussion on inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But we'll we'll just end with some closing remarks. Okay. And we were talking about this earlier, but I mean, like any other emotion, happiness is impermanent. You know, if you're not feeling the greatest right now, I mean, doesn't mean the rest of your life is going to be unhappy. And same with if you're feeling like really great now. I mean, it sounds bad to say, but it might not always be that way. So mm. really savoring the happiness when you do have it and when you don't have it, knowing that everything is in flux, everything changes. And uh, that's that's life. <laughs> that's life. That should be our motto. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think um, recognizing that happiness can be, you know, framed as an emotion, but it can also be framed as an attitude. And mm-hmm. it's uh, it can be a conscious decision on your part. I think that there are multiple lights to every situation and if you put things in a certain light you can definitely find a lot to be grateful for Mm -hmm. uh it sounds uh simple and uh you know uh maybe a little bit abstract but i think that you know through the actionable things we talked about you know journaling reflection meditation uh yoga counseling all these different things um talking to a friend uh if you if you make those um conscious efforts uh, and steps to uh to find things to be grateful for in your everyday life, I think that you can really begin to find a lot more meaning and purpose in how you're spending your time. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's just my personal experience, and I know that everyone's experience is going to be different, but I hope that this is a a reflection that people can take away as maybe something that they can implement into their everyday life. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been great. I'm glad that you think so. <laughs> I, I'm so honored that I had you on the show and glad to hear your voice and your story. I would come back anytime, honestly. <laughs> Literally anytime. This was sweet. You guys should definitely go like Lauren's Facebook page, the all It's All Good Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And you should also go subscribe on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app, both fantastic and easy ways to uh, get all of this fantastic content content um other than that thank you so much for tuning in and i hope that you guys listen to the rest of the season because it's going to be a fantastic one uh lauren you're doing some really great work super impressed you're the host of the show that's like, right I'm yeah gone oh yeah so this. yeah so actually after this lauren will not be present yeah. katie's gonna take over yeah um, i'm really i'm happy to pass the torch yeah fantastic we'll do yeah. a little ceremony it'll be it'll be good it'll be yeah. awesome yeah maybe a blood pact are we doing that no i mean your leg was bleeding earlier this is true we could have worked with that we really could halfway through the show katie's leg started bleeding just like just uncontrollably it was a lot it was you know it was (laughs) i was kind of scared lauren was scared there there was a look of fear in her eyes there definitely was you couldn't hear it but i was you know what guys it's all good (laughs) thanks so much you're welcome all right anytime (laughs) thanks so much for listening i'll see you next week Bye. Bye.